0: Good Friday morning, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and this is Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us here on the I Love Seville Network, a show that airs and is archived on every social media platform known to mankind. Today's program, I think, is going to be absolutely dynamite. Woody Fincham is in the house, and anytime Woody is on set, we have fantastic content. I sincerely mean this. He always makes us think. We also have the fabulous Heather Mullen in the house. She's the owner of Placer Realty Advisors. We'll get to know her in a matter of moments. Keith Smith in the house on a Friday. And, of course, Judah Wickauer, keeping us on air and looking sharp. Jerome Powell at Jackson Hole now, literally with a press conference. And he's insinuating some more tightening on the horizon. I'm sure that topic will come up today on the show Judah, why don't we go to the studio camera and then the four shot and welcome Keith, Heather, and Woody.
1: So Heather, thank you for being here. We've been trying to put this together for a while. I've, I've been excited about trying to add a little bit of commercial conversation into our real estate. Uh, little show that we've been doing for almost 550 shows now. Uh, Jerry and I and Woody, it's always a pleasure to have you here. It was good to see you last night. I needed to bail to go visit the grandkids, but uh, yeah, always a pleasure to be here, Keith. It was a good, it was a good, tur- good turnout. So Heather, um, I did a quick uh, intro. I mean, you've got a couple of master's degree, you're a professor at VCU, but tell the folks about yourself a little bit, and then we'll jump in. Yeah,
2: thank you. So I am um, going into. Actually- Actually, 2023 makes my 30th year in the appraisal business. So I like to say apparently this is what I'm doing when I grow up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I do all commercial. I started out in residential, did residential and commercial both for a while, but it's been, gosh, over 15 years since then. So I laid the residential over to Woody. I just concentrate on the commercial and, um, yeah, also um, CCIM. I do a little bit of sales also, but my main focus is on commercial appraisal and do a lot of just about every property type out there so
1: so you focus mostly in richmond the state of virginia
2: richmond and virginia pretty much everywhere in the state except for maybe far southwest i I don't go down towards bristol very much but other than that pretty much all over all over virginia
1: well i'm going to chime in what jerry said about Mm -hmm. what mr powell's talking about here Mm -hmm. in the middle but would he give us a quick intro brother
3: uh well I've been here a lot I think most people watching know me but uh, we, we uh, our company is Finchman Associates we do um, uh, residential specialize in complex you know equestrian estates hobby farms uh, do a little bit of commercial work with Heather uh, she's helping me along with uh, getting my um, my credentials to be a commercial appraiser at some point uh, but uh, I was gonna say Heather thirty years you started what when you were like 11? <laughs> Five. <laughs> Did you say five? Five. Oh, yeah. Good
1: for you. Good for you. So, look, Jerry kicked it off. You know, I mean, the, the news is the news. Uh, the likelihood of uh, short-term interest rates going up, I think, is pretty high. Talk about that impact on your world and impact <clears throat> on the commercial market, because most commercial money's tied to prime. So let's, let's talk it, about that a little bit.
2: It, it is, and, you know, it, it's interesting. Obviously, I've been watching this, and I'm watching, you know, soon, soon, as soon as you heard a, I heard PAL as we were starting and uh, interest rates. I perked up and just started staring at, at the news. But, yeah, you know, g- generally once we see the the rates go up, cap rates are going to start, start to go up. And we're starting to feel that uh, it's, it's, it's coming. It's already started some. Um, you know, it's just in our world we're tied to any time that PAL speaks, any time there's an interest rate because, you know, unfortunately when in, when interest rates, when cap rates start going up, how you, values start coming down so and, cap
1: rates are capitalization rates
2: correct correct and that's 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 your in you know, relationship of the rent to the overall or your NOI to the overall value and you know those cap rates start unfortunately it's inverse higher cap rates the lower the value so we're, we're starting it hasn't overall and of course there's pockets so we haven't seen a huge huge um, uh, impact it here in Virginia Virginia in most most areas yet, and I know some people will say, "Well, I know in my area," but um, and a lot of that is because the rents are still continuing to go up. So there's a little bit of insulation, and we also had such higher higher rental rates over what the borrowing costs were for so long that there's still a good gap there where it's still profitable. But you know, we're all kind of. At some point, it's going to hit that, you know, break-even point where they're even, and that's, that's when we're wondering when that's going to come. So, so. so
1: I'm a recovering developer and builder, and I <laughs> borrowed my money. So when this thing started going like that is when I got, got a little, little bit ner- nervous.
0: What class of real estate has the most um, exposure or vulnerability Great right question. now? What do you think?
2: I, I, right, right now in commercial... Office is where the yes. most heartburn is. Yeah, um, class office a. class A. Classic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and put that in perspective. Why?
2: You know, this is a hybrid movement. It is. It, it is. It's. Um, you know, I, I think to a certain extent, and we all know that when we start hearing this in the media, sometimes that causes investors to start to, you know, oh, office is going to go low, go lower in value, so people are starting, and vacancy is going to start to go up, so people start to pull away from that, but. Um, the hybrid obviously was a was a big thing. It was interesting during covid during covid because the immediate you know knee reaction was office is going is just going to be horrible because everybody's working from home. And then we started to feel well, people are getting tired of being trapped with their spouses and their kids love them, but they want to get back to the office. So it kind of swung the other way where no office is going to be okay. And now it's starting to get strict just a little bit more with well. I think people are only going to be in, you know, two days a week. So now companies are saying, "Do we really need this big of a floor plan?"
1: Well, we've had a, a local Jerry can chime in on this. We just had a local commercial parcel just do that it's a pretty you know cfa institute um just was sold and majority of the reason was is the hybrid going back then and now they're they're kind of diversifying the footprint and diversifying the the uh you know the who's in it who's the leasable leasable space we kind of talked about this a little bit and we'll get we'll get woody to chime (laughs) chime in here from, from this, um, Heather's sec-
0: got some fans giving her some props right now. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm not I'll drink coffee. <laughs> um, Maggie Gunnell says, Heather is a major leader in the commercial Aww. space. <laughs> um, she says, You're an absolute rock star. She Aww. says, Hi to Keith and Woody as well so good to see That's you well. two last night <laughs> and she says heather is a rock star super super smart
2: oh thank you sir
0: maggie gunner's watching Thanks, the program. i actually
3: met maggie in person for the first time we've worked together for years uh, you last know, night yeah last night and uh she lives almost literally across the street from me get out i, I had no clue <laughs> Small world, Lake Monticello. I got
0: a hug out
1: of her yesterday, so that was good.
0: (laughs) Uh, We're fans. Maggie Gunnels as well here on set. Let's get Woody Fincham in the mix here. Anywhere you want to go on what we've covered so far with Class A having some vulnerability. Powell clearly is tightening. You mentioned off-air. You would not be surprised if we surpass a 9% number
3: with the 30-year fixed mortgage rates here soon, which is a pretty, yeah. pretty stiff number there. It is, um, but I, I think it's inevitable that we're heading in that direction. Uh, they've given no sign to us otherwise. I mean, every time the Fed gets together, they're talking about, you know, we're not slowing enough. I'm almost thinking, you know, real estate really is the largest GDP in the country. And I, I'm really thinking that with as long as we have a Shortage of inventory and the market starting to climb, is continuing to climb the way that it has in value. Uh, we may actually see the Fed wanting to actually stymie that down a bit, unfortunately. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I mean, no, everybody's looking in their crystal ball now. No one really has an answer for what's it's, going it's,
0: on. It's so interesting, and I want to throw this out here. As rates have risen, it's throttled residential inventory. Those of us that have 2.75 mortgages, why are we going to list now? When we're, when we're flirting with 9%, over 8% in some circumstances here. So it's created value for existing, but it's diminishing value for commercial. I want to unpack that right there. Heather, you're getting props from Gail Peace, who's watching oh, in South hi, Hill, Gail. Virginia, yes. Midlothian, Virginia. I know. Yes. Uh, so the show is yours on that topic. Anywhere you want to go. <laughs>
2: that was a lot, lot in there. Um, yeah, you know, the, you know, the difference, obviously, between commercial and you know residential that Woody does is so much of what I do is tied to rents so as long as those rents are still continuing to climb you know there's still that there's still obviously still value um, in the in commercial what happens though is when we start seeing higher vacancy rates and higher vacancy as we know from econ one higher vacancy there's more availability, more supply, so those rates are going to start to, you know, so our landlords are going to have to be more competitive, so those rents are starting to go down. And that's when you're really, you know, really seeing it. Um, you know, we talked about office. Obviously, there's still some pockets. or oh, when not say pockets of property types. They're still really good in demand, like industrial, um, yeah. flex properties. I, you know, I mentioned I do some commercial sales. I have way more buyers out there for, than sellers for industrial. I, I wish I could, you know, find industrial to sell all day long. They are still wanting it, and I'm not to say they don't care about the rates, but it didn't slow them down. At some point, of course, everybody will care about the rates, but so far, it's just industrials and so much demand. People need place mainly for warehousing. People need place to store goods.
1: Well, I think I think COVID taught us a little right. bit about the the the. Uh, <coughs> chain the supply chain oh yeah kind of when way. i
3: was in business school the, the the whole deal was on we want to do it on demand and i think covid really they really stopped that i mean you've got to have some inventory on the shelves or else you, you get what, what covid gave us i mean i don't know appliances for the longest time you couldn't get them and then when they came back they were so expensive that you really don't want to buy them then executive office space seems to have some tailwinds
0: here uh, we have a fair amount of it here in this building and I've noticed um, with the folks that are showing interest in, you know, now we're full, but what we had availability-wise, it was folks dropping down the class ladder, mm-hmm. looking for um, hybrid flexibility. They still needed that spot to meet the client and put on mm-hmm. a, sh- a good show, um, but did not need it full-time for 40, 50 hours of in-person work. Sure. Anywhere you want to go on that?
2: Yeah, no, that's the trends that we've definitely been seeing, and um you know, squeezing that floor plan down from whatever they had before, where there was, you know, twenty five hundred or five thousand square feet, down to just you know, in some cases, they just only need a hundred square foot office. And a lot, you know, a lot of what we see is there they want the individual office and then just access to a conference room. So if they need to have a conference with you know, six, seven people, or even three or four, they have access to a conference room, but they don't. All, they don't necessarily want it in their floor plan to have to pay for it because on a daily basis, it's usually something they're not using.
1: So we talked a little bit off air, but there's a national trend, and mm-hmm. there's definitively a trend here in Albemarle County to start looking at these commercial zonings because now you have a physical structure that is whatever thousands of square <laughs> feet that has been used as Class A, which is traditional office space, sure. and now we're only using a third of it, a quarter of it, and there's this... this. Uh, path forward that's been discussed about converting some of that space into residential. Kind of like a quasi work, live work play kind of Thing I, I know that's happening quite a bit in Richmond because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm part of a couple of transactions there. But uh, in your world, are you seeing any of that in your appraisals? Like people diversifying the use of the structure?
2: Yeah, and you know it's it's interesting with commercial and residential because even though I say I don't appraise residential and appraise single family residence residential, but we always still have to be aware of what's going on in that world in order to because it influences commercial just like in residential is influenced by commercial one of the biggest things obviously is the home-based office that so many more now demanding in their residential but yeah going back to the commercial I mean it's interesting about residential because even no matter what the interest rates do people still need housing and for the most part you in most cases, you can still own as far as your monthly payment for less than rents are because rents continue to go up yeah. in in housing. So, you know, there's always demand. So it doesn't, you know, obviously we're seeing, just like you said, Keith, and we're going to continue to see that because people need housing. And if you've got a building that's two-thirds, you know, vacant, even if it's office or something – if you're not going to get office demand, then developer's are going to look where can we you know get that what can we put in there and the the other thing that we're seeing too if the ceilings are high enough it's taking those office buildings and making them into warehouse i've even I've had some transactions where they're like you know it's finished office we don't care we're ripping all the office out. we need place to store really? stuff so I think we're going to see a lot of um, a lot of adapted reuse, a lot of conversions into other uses and you know, I think we, I would hope that we would see ju- zoning jurisdictions that are going to go along with that because, you know, let's face it, no city or county wants to see buildings building just sit empty. Sit. Yeah. It,
1: you know. it's, it's, it's also the, excuse me, what you, it's also the political low-hanging fruit, right? right. <laughs> People don't come out and protest a conversion of a commercial site, whatever mm-hmm. that means versus as they would do some green space or or some something like that so it's right. a low hang, it's got water and sewer it's got the infrastructure there typically mm-hmm. and it's kind of a low-hanging fruit I'm sorry what do you no
3: I was gonna say Boston just uh, their, yeah. their their uh, city council just basically green green any office uh, zone stuff to become uh, residential uh I mean, it's, it's a great place for, uh, to be. I, I'm hoping we see some more of that around here, actually. Mixed-use is a big thing.
1: How, how does that impact your world and your appraisal on the residential side?
3: Well, if it's mixed-use, um, depending on how much of it is, I mean, it really can't be considered residential unless it's more than 50% residential. So uh, it really becomes mixed-use on the commercial side if it's more than that. And, uh, you know... Um, I know the cost to convert from office space to residential, it's rather expensive, sure. uh, so I mean as long as rents stay high, you'll see, I think you'll see investors interested in doing it, uh, but you know, it's going it's to be a high price point if you're looking to, to purchase, like if they go condo, uh, where you can actually purchase the individual units, that's uh, going to be pretty high because they've got to recapture any cost they put into it. So help me
0: walk through it here, this yep. is a condo building,
3: mm-hmm.
0: this is a condo building, um, we have enough share in the building where we control the association. Okay. If we wanted to condo, if we wanted to convert from commercial to residential here, which I'm not sure I would be the guy, but maybe I exit to someone who has deeper pockets than me mm-hmm. that can then make that conversion. Right. How would you convert interior units that have no windows? To residential could that even be done you can't do that right yeah you're
3: gonna have to have some some substration on the on the exterior for that yeah so the number of units would just go down right? yeah that's
0: how it would be you would just combine it with this one that has windows and take it back
1: yeah you need a form of egress right yeah you're gonna you're gonna need that so i
0: wonder how many commercial buildings fall in that category where some of that interior space can't be converted which to your point would just limit or drop the amount of what you can offer the market
3: um, for right. a for rent or for sale standpoint, I mean whether or not it's feasible here in Charlottesville is a good question. I mean I don't know what the specific zoning requirements would be to do such a thing, and even if the Keith, do you have any idea if there's an appetite for, on council for them to let them have it?
0: No. It, it, well, I think there's an appetite on council.
1: Yeah. In, the, uh, in the city, the question is the cost. So I, I think there's an appetite in both Albemarle County and the city of Charlottesville from an elected perspective to come up with some sort of plan that can help fix this issue, right? I mean, you, we, somebody mentioned supply and demand. Well, that, that's what this is all about, yeah. right? Residential, commercial. I, I want to get into retail in a while, because yeah. I, I think that's a, a little soft. But... Mm-hmm. but um, Look, I, I think anything that is some low-hanging fruit, and that's this whole com- conversion of commercial, I think you're going to see that happen. I think you're going to see it happen, uh, move forward on the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors side. The reality of it is, what do we have to do here? I mean, I'm looking at, I just happened to simple Google search Richmond. Mm-hmm. There's 15 pages double-sided of vacant properties. Right. Just in the city of Richmond, right? Right. And I did a quick look at it, and some of it is industrial, some of it is commercial. Mm-hmm. There are some great opportunities in Richmond uh uh, we just helped our door to buy over on the West End, which nice. is right next to uh, Scott's Edition, which mm-hmm. is blowing up oh, yeah. over yeah, that there. Well, that's what's happening. They're mm-hmm. buying up all these old industrial that's been decades sitting there, mm-hmm. and they're now converting them. Stanley Martin Homes, one of the great sponsors of this this program of what we do here, um, is doing that. They're, they're buying up some mm-hmm. old, fallen down industrial commercial parcels, and they're converting it. It's becoming this little hub. Hub hub over there. I just don't see that here in Charlottesville. I mean, you know the market here pretty well.
2: Yeah. You know, and the one thing I was going to add in to that, too, that we have, you know, especially in in Richmond, but then I know you also have here is the history, then you have the historic angle. So you've got a lot of those little buildings have historical protections. It took us
0: 18 months to paint this building and put a new facade on. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> literally, for going through the approval process. Oh,
2: wow. And
1: this is, an, is this an historical bar? Oh, yeah,
0: this is historical yeah. so,
2: okay. 18 is there,
0: months. Is there a has been on it? It was, uh, we used formwork. Robert and Cecilia had formwork to do this for us, so mm-hmm. I don't know the exact details. But it, we had to put that new awning on, mm-hmm. and the paint literally had to go to three or four different, would that be BAR?
1: Uh, in the... City is BAR in Outmark in County. I think it's AARB. Yeah, but. So city the, BR the
2: color or color. The paint concepts. So it, it's yeah. the architectural uh, review the, board,
1: the, right? Yeah. But they,
2: they were looking, they were concerned with the color, right? Color and the awning. Yeah. Well, he's got
1: okay. two things going on, he's got gotcha. that plus the historical well, overlay.
3: You, you would know better than anybody sitting at the table, but when I was at the assessor's office, I recall us losing Cracker Barrel. Because they didn't want a front porch in the particular part of Albemarle yeah. where they wanted to build it, and that's like their whole. You thing. can't have a a yeah. front porch. Right. I
1: know. Sure. I bought a few rocking chairs.
2: Yeah, you bringing a bunch of rocking chairs.
1: They're on my front porch. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah, the, 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 there, there's multiple layers to to, yeah. to these things, and you know, we, we're going through a, a zoning rewrite in the city of Charlottesville. Upzoning mm-hmm. is, is probably the more common term mm-hmm. of it. Um, it. It's some version of it, it's probably going to happen. I. Confident that it will, but I've constantly been saying then. Then there's other items that you have to connect to it. If you're in an entrance corridor, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's you know, uh, that type of review. If it's a historical area, excuse me, that's kind of review. Plus, this whole conversation we had about the the building side of it can Mm -hmm. is there egress and so so forth and so on. But I want to I want to get into retail, right? So what our region statewide how's retail looking strong not strong
2: retail has been and again you know you go back to covid and the initial thought was okay everything especially restaurants are just done you know and um retail the the properties that were kind of already on the downward slide pre-covid It just kind of accelerated that so we've seen a lot go out we've seen a lot of big box stores but that's not really all that surprising that was already kind of going on before covid because of all the online presence amazon yep exactly um you know so what we did find overall again i I realize that people say well that that's not my neighborhood but overall retail has held better overall than originally we thought was going to happen um the big box retail, obviously, a lot of that's going towards adaptive reuse to other, other types of properties. Um, but you know, restaurant, yeah, it had the dip, but most places I've seen, restaurants are still opening. They seem to be doing decent. You still have your your ones that were just going to go, probably go. You know, a certain percentage for all restaurants. And Woody's the re, Woody has the <laughs> the culinary background. He can tell you more. But um, they're always going to go under. That's just the the you know the the state of the restaurant business there's a certain percentage are just going to go out by nature um but they have not seemed to be as high as originally we thought um you know any kind of retail shopping center that is grocery store anchored uh, tends to always tends to do good um but yeah retail is um it, it's hopping along it doesn't seem to have been as bad with the exception of the big boxes
1: I've been living here since 1987. There's one thing I can never understand about the Charlottesville area: how many food, you know, grocery stores we have. <laughs> We're so feeling like that in Richmond
2: too. <laughs> I, I don't get it,
1: I, 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 you know. But anyway, the business model must work because they're still they're still here. So, Woody, you know, from your perspective, you know, we've been talking a little bit about the effects of COVID. Yeah. Is some of this has COVID just changed the real estate market forever?
3: Well, from my perspective, yeah. I mean, you know, this is just me looking at it from an anecdotal point. I don't have a lot of data to support it. But, I mean, our new normal is different than anything we've ever seen. And, you know, change is inevitable. Change is really what drives our market. And, you know, if you understand change in supply and demand, you can can be a real estate agent or an appraiser. You know? But um, real quick, Keith, um, you mentioned the upzoning. You know, we had that meeting at Carr a couple days ago yeah. with uh, Thank you for doing with, that. With both of the um, the zoning directors or, or planning directors for uh, Charlottesville and Albemarle, James Freeze and his team has done an excellent job of putting together one of the best looking zoning ordinance packages I've ever seen. The, I, I'm sure you've looked yep. at it. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to read. It um, a lot of pictures. A lot of pictures. It makes people with mm-hmm. my, my little IQ level work well, because I can you know, look at pictures rather than read. Um, but yeah, I just I found that um, they, they did an excellent job. So I just want to give them a shot. I'm a
1: Marine, so it's like, uh, uh, picture. Me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, uh. yeah, you guys did a great job. I tell you what, I was talking to Neil Williamson after that. And He's watching right now. That was the largest attended, because he does this every year. Right. Uh, must have been your presence sitting there. And I'm you're sure it awesome, wasn't. Your, your awesomeness. Uh, but it, it was a packed it was
3: a packed room, yeah, I mean, I attend these things pretty regularly, and i I saw faces in the crowd that I just what do you think that see. is Well, I mean, I asked Neil the same question I wonder what your answer. is. I was. have <laughs> some ideas I, I mean we 're in a market where there's inevitably going to be attrition to real estate appraisers and real estate agents. I hate to say it, no appraisers showed up to that meeting that mm. I saw. Mm. Sorry, um, yeah, no. And all the agents that want to do full service agency, which is still very much a thing, have got to be up on what's going on in the market. And if you're not keeping your finger on the pulse uh, and you want to sell in the city and you're not paying attention on this stuff, I think it's, you're going to get left in the dust. Did, did, so you my, find,
0: did you find that agents were up to speed?
3: For the most part. I mean, uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of really good agents in our market. Um, they really keep up on it. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's always great having conversations with those folks. But there's, there's, there are a few out there that, you know, are, they sort of see it as a, an easy job, particularly the last few years, you know, if you could list a property, you got a, a sale. I mean, there was just there was not a lot of work involved with that.
1: Uh, Jerry and I's chemistry is probably working because I feel it's probably exactly the same as as he does. Okay. I spoke to a, quite a few people after that. I heard a lot of "I didn't know." Oh,
3: okay. Right? I didn't know. Well, good. That, they, I'm glad they attended. Yeah. I didn't
1: That's know correct. this was happening, or I didn't understand how much zoning is an impact. We're zoning geeks here, right? And <laughs> we understand for decades what the thing is but i'll let yeah, jerry be chime be in because i bet you his opinion yeah, yeah. of mine is the same
0: um so first let's give some props to some of the folks watching mm-hmm. vanessa marie well first let's say this we need to get heather mull on the show because she's beloved here i'm seeing like every <laughs> corner of the commonwealth commenting hey, right now just my
2: facebook vanessa marie is giving you
0: some props Hi, right vanessa. now you're getting some love on multiple facebook pages here let's highlight mm-hmm. uh is it Nancy that's watching the program? Neil's got a, a link that I'm gonna highlight here in a matter of moments. I promise I'll get to that, Neil Williamson. Oh, it's Nicole. Nicole Allen oh, yeah, says, Nicole. Heather's the absolute best. <laughs> She's also said that I've seen skylights with shafts put in for interior units. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a little tip right up. there. Thank there you, you, Nicole. Um, how do you think uh, upzoning is gonna impact the Charlottesville City real estate market, Heather? I'm curious of your take. And why I think that meeting was incredibly uh, well attended is because deal flow is slowing down.
2: Mm.
0: Realtors have more time during the day because that deal flow is slowed down. And right now, they're looking for ways to either hustle or solicit or find business. Yeah. And activity breeds activity.
1: Amen. That, uh, we've been That's doing what this. I think is happening. We've been doing this so long, I could have recited exactly. The, the other thing is... Everybody's now realizing our inventory is not growing. My prediction is I don't think our inventory is going to change for another 5 to 10 years. Well, I mean,
0: if, if what Powell's doing here in Jackson Hole, if he, can, if he does a rate hike in Q4, which I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to see a yeah. rate hike here in Q4, as Woody said before the show, I would not be surprised that we're flirted with 9%. If we're flirted with 9%, 80% of America has a 4% or under 30-year fixed mortgage. of homeowners here.
1: I'll leave the name out. December of last year, I had a conversation with a local president of a local bank. Mm -hmm. Local, i have to be careful because if I go any further, everybody's (laughs) going to know who it is. And that person said, by the end of this year, it'll be nine. Wow. And I think he or she is going to be spot on. But- why, why do you agree with me that that inventory is not going to increase in the next five? to It's going to take five to ten years. To
2: so when I, I just want to clarify: when you say inventory, you're talking about residential,
1: I, 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 commercial. I'm, well, definitely residential because right. we're in the we're I'm in the residential space, but but even commercial. Why is it not going to increase?
2: Yeah. So so there's a, there's a couple of reasons. Um, Professor, you by know. the
1: way.
2: <laughs> Adjunct. Um, yeah. So there's a couple of reasons. One is that we still are having problem with. Logistics. So, obviously, your inventory comes from two two sources. You're building or people just put more stuff on the market. Well, people are building, but, of course, costs are going up. Logistics, you know, it takes longer to build. It's getting better, but it's not where it used to be. Um, Plus, there's, you know, just the long permitting times that certain jurisdictions take. They're doing rezoning. Um, You know, but then as far as what's on the market, and, like, I... We're fit, you know. I have, I still, like we said, even even with the rate hikes, we still have more buyers than sellers. And a lot of it is they got in at that, even on the commercial side, they got in at that 3%, three and a half, four percent 4% rate. You know, their, their mortgage payment, their debt service, I'll say, is here, but their rents are still way up here. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, I'm making such a good profit, or, you know, every year, every month between my rents and what it's costing me. Why sell? But, Why, where else am I going to put my money? But in? the big
1: difference between commercial and residential, and I got a text yesterday from somebody wanting me to talk about forty-year mortgages. And I, I think I'd i very young. I said I don't know if I want to talk about that right now. But forty-year mortgages
0: right there in the same basket as uh, financing a car over ten years. There you yeah, go. you yep. don't do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't do it, people. I, yeah, I, I, I danced around that that topic, but the typical length of a commercial purchase loan is not 30 years
2: right that's a, so
1: that's, so they are exactly. going to be coming up against refis pretty darn right. quickly and what impact is that going to have so
2: that and that was good that's where I figured you were going so most you know most the notes and we'll say on average around five years yep. and they have to refinance um so yeah that's if we figure we had this big boom of purchase you know with low low interest rates 2020 2021 you know, into 2022 so now we're looking at 2025 2026 and i think exact you're exactly you know hit the nail on the head when you said five years because that's when okay now investors are going to have to make the decision even if my property appraises for what i need and that's another you know another um, road to go down if i have to refinance at eight nine percent instead of three percent have the rate have the rental rate stayed where I can still make a profit? Yeah, and that maybe your be, ROI
1: is just a lot lower. That's right. all.
2: That but you're holding
1: on to the asset, right? Right, because that's going to appreciate, right? On it, and yeah, it's hopefully, hopefully
2: gonna... we've had you know we've had appreciation. Um, the cap rates raising though is are gonna is uh, gonna press that down sure, some too. Sure. Um, of course, nobody has a crystal ball or.
0: Actually, we I don't. do. You do, you? Yeah, we got a couple of them right here. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Do they work is the question. <laughs> oh, yeah, we yeah, could yeah. all be <laughs> we you didn't know, ask
2: billionaires that. by now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're hoping that rent, rents continue to rise or at least not fall, but if anything tips that scale where they start to fall, you could really in that five-year, t- you know, we're starting in 2025, yeah. exactly, yeah. 2026, and then they've got to make the decision, A, do I want to sell or B, Unfortunately, maybe the bank's not going to refinance me and I have to sell. So that's when you're seeing a I got to tell
1: time. you, I think, where the, I, don't, I think on the residential side, there is no such thing as a bubble right now. Right. I really don't think that do there is. Do you agree
2: with that, Heather? I do. Yeah, Woody? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think Just we Just because, too, because too everyone much has demand. so much
2: equity.
3: Yeah, I mean, that? my wife and I right now, we were talking last week, we will never sell our house, two and three quarters. I mean rent it. If, if I decided to move into a new house, I would hold that thing. Right now, I'm positive $1,800 a month. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, an, that's great cash flow. That, that
0: is, the, the first person who put that on my radar was a UVA economics professor that watches this, our 1230 show, religiously. Mm-hmm. And after every show, I'm getting, like, not every show, but a lot of them, a 1,000-word breakdown of what we talked about in my DMs. And he said the next phenomenon, he asked me not to name his name, been there a long long time. He said the next phenomenon we're going to see is the folks like us who have a sub-4% mortgage Mm -hmm. choosing when we want to either move up or move out or or, or slide down, up and down the ladder, we're not going to sell these houses. This is
3: a repeat of post-World War II. There you go. Where you had the, the veterans coming back and buying. They were capable. Everybody moved into the big city, and they would buy rental uh, multi-units, so that they, a duplex tri or a quad, and they would you know, literally have no mortgage payment so they could rent out the other units, and it started them out. VA buyers are going to be able to use their entitlements for this, and I think a lot of veterans are going to be in a great position in a couple of years to do exactly what we're talking about.
1: I, I, I read a very interesting article, thank you for bringing that up, put by the New York Times, actually saying that, that same exact thing that this this is post-World War II we're in right yeah. now. Uh, but. I, uh, they go back to the bubble. I think commercials the bubble. Mm-hmm. I think I think you just outline when these people that that are in these two to three percent, mm-hmm. and now they're at nine because you usually well, commercial.
0: Two... They didn't have anyone at two to three because it's uh, a point or two above prime, prime to exactly.
1: get into commercial.
0: Well, well, one four, of the things yeah, could four be... four to six probably. but they're right. doubling now. Yeah, well, yeah. they're considerably higher. They're pro- I mean, if he takes us to. I mean, it could be a double-digit rate that some of these folks have Yeah. Uh, when they have to refinance.
3: Well, there's one section we hardly ever focus on on the show, uh, and that's agriculture. Okay. I mean, every farm operation out there operates off of credit lines, and they renew sure. these things every couple of years. I mean, if you're an appraiser who does poultry evaluation, you, you are they are redoing those notes every couple of years. The cost of food is already really high, right? Nothing's going down after COVID for some reason. And now if their notes mature and they've got to refi at a higher rate uh, or do new financing at a higher rate, food's got no choice but to just continue to go up. So that's going to put some stress on the economy, too. I, don't, I just don't know. We're talking bubbles. I mean, maybe that won't have a big effect to it. but um, People, people I mean, got to eat. Yeah, yeah. Those,
2: I was gonna say, but you, we know the, some some of those the, you know those notes are also have some government backed yeah. grants sure. and stuff. Yeah. So that's true. They yeah. which the you know other commercial and residential did not. Yeah, have.
3: and we have an administration change possibly coming up at next mm-hmm. year. So it's that's. What we're talking about right now could be greatly affected by how the administration wants to address it.
0: Or the small business owners, and then jump in, the small business owners that have, for example, lines of credit to fund where, growth. That's the, mm-hmm. Those lines of credit are tied to prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all that money, that debt service is floating debt that's heavily, way more expensive right now.
1: So, so I'm a recovering developer and builder. I lost seventeen million dollars, <laughs> and it was only money. Keith, the first money.
3: step is to admit you have a
2: problem. Yeah, <laughs> you admit. Yeah, you I, do that.
1: I, I that don't think I th- I'd like to think I'm at step ten, but probably not. But to Jerry's point, as as the implosion was happening, interest rates short term started growing up. Mm-hmm. I had multi multi tens of millions of dollars connected to prime, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I was my hundred and some odd thousand dollars interest payment went to 200 went to 300 and you just eat up your cash real fast i couldn't sell Uh, yeah so we needed to do some fancy negotiating with lenders Mm -hmm. to go ahead and get out of it which we did thank thank the lord on it, just lost cash I didn't lose what was important uh, but I'll I, I tell you, I, that's one of the reasons I was excited about having you come here I, I think some of these 5% percent she got a lot of fans, I'm seeing 4%. 4%. Kelly
0: Yates here, oh, Charissa Kwan
1: I think there's a wall there coming.
3: Carissa, she, Carissa Carissa watches often and she always gives me a hard time because you always mispronounce her name. I'm sorry, it's no, no. Carissa? It's Carissa, yeah Carissa,
0: Chris, I apologize for that um, Sandra Sparrow-Hard, Amy Lynn watching the program mm-hmm. right now a awesome. lot of Richmond, Virginia is on the show. Nicole Allen, commercial is typically three- to five-year balloon. Mm-hmm. There will be a surge or shift in the next mm-hmm. few years, Good and then she it. gives props to Woody. Woody's on the right thought path. I do a ton of agricultural property. It will happen with rates. Watch it happen, she says.
2: I was going to jump in and say I really need you to guest speak in one of my classes. When sure. I when I go, <laughs> I'm not teaching that right now this semester because it's you know adjunct on demand. But whenever I teach, whether it's my real estate principles or appraisal, when the first, then these are like junior senior level usually um, undergraduate undergraduate um, uh, students. So one of the first questions I ask is, what do you want to do in real estate? You're in a real estate program. Yep. What do you want to do? Uh, I think. Investors I would say 75% 90%. want to be developers. Really? Yes. Good. Well, I want to be a developer, and I'm like, okay, so let me just tell you so, what kind yeah. of stomach you need for that. So I've done that at By J- the end of the course, they reverse. I've done that at JMU
1: a bunch of times <laughs> with oh, okay. some professors. So you've heard
2: yeah. uh,
1: it. Yeah, and then I tell my story, and then you watch everybody's <laughs> eyes go roop.
2: That's what I said. By the end of the semester, they're usually no. I don't. uh, But look,
1: uh, I'll say this. I've said this. It was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. I got to spend time with my family, and 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 I get to do this. I wouldn't be doing this with Jerry every three days a week if if that didn't happen. What is the
0: uh, you know headspace of some of your juniors and seniors that are about to get into the labor market when it comes to home ownership? I found the mentality for say, Gen Zers and younger, they're, they're almost of the mindset that home ownership is not going to be tangible for them.
2: Yeah. Which is we, kind of sad. It is, and I have to... Um, it's, been, it's been a couple of since I've had it, students, um, and I have to separate the students versus my own kids because they've grown up in real estate. And Actually, my um, youngest daughter just started VCU um, in real estate, just started last week, um, Joel. In, in Couldn't a talk about it. Huh? No, not yet. <laughs> and I remember she was talking about her and her. I guess her her boyfriend has said something about living. You know, them getting an apartment. She's like, why would we rent? Why wouldn't we yeah. buy? I don't want to throw away. But that's the that's because she grew up in our house. In our house, she household. learned from you. She hears it. You know, yeah. my my daughter who is. You mentioned VA. Um, my daughter's Army ROTC. She just graduated. Um, it's just waiting to go off to her specialized training. She graduated from college. Tell her
1: thank
3: you for her service.
2: Thank you, thank you. Um, Tell her
3: bass player, by the way.
2: Yeah, she she loves music, loves her her bass. Um, but she graduated from Embry Riddle in Daytona mm-hmm. Beach, Florida. So, um, you know, she immediately she's she's home for a few months, or she goes off to train. But then she's looking at what she's doing next, and she's like, Mom, I need to know how can I use my VA? Sure. And, you know, we immediately started looking at that and I was like, You get a duplex or a triplex, let them pay, you know, pay your rent and you know, so we're already, we're already with these, these kids in the household so we're already talking about that. But it is different than I hear from other people there, you know, other students their age just don't seem to be interested, of course, you know. Other kids our age also aren't even interested in getting a driver's license, which is so funny yeah, to me. Yeah, so make. weird. different. That? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I grew up in New York City, so I, DMP. you know, you hopped on a bus yeah, and went. To yeah, to I, remember, I can remember, see in it like it a city, but like in a, a rural area like yeah. we
2: have here, I'm like, well, I guess they just yeah. think we're going to show for them. We're we're their personal Uber drivers forever. I'm so like,
1: no. so, what <laughs> uh, <the, laughs> do Staying on this five to ten year before we? I think the ship is going to get righted on the inventory, you know, uh, A, do you, do you think the same way? And B, what do you see out there in your little tool tool belt there that we can help fix this a little bit from your perspective?
3: Well, I mean, the market's going to do what the market does. I don't know that we can fix it. Um, I mean, uh, I think the only adjustment we're going to see is if we have a major economic event nationally, uh, which is possible. I mean, there's, and I don't want to talk politics at all. But with the way the country's going right now, we might see something. And there's it's, an
0: election on the horizon.
3: Yeah, it's, it's yeah. getting crazier every day out there. Yeah. So if we have a major shift at the national, national level, that could really impact things. Charlottesville's been very um, insulated to a lot of that because you know we've got the university and the hospital systems here, uh, NGIC and all of that. So as long as those uh, sectors continue to grow, which I don't see anything that's going to shift that, uh, you know, because NGIC's DOD funding and then and uh, that's also psyops too. So they're um, they get funding from that part of the government too. But you know the university is continuing to grow. They're projecting to grow a bunch over the next twenty years. So. I just don't see it. And with it being the flagship public school for the, uh, for the Commonwealth, I mean, that it, it, it doesn't shrink. I mean, has their attendance ever shrank?
0: No, I think we're going to have six to 10,000 incremental residents to the Charlottesville-Almoral area in the next five to 10 years minimum. And these will be with six-figured salaries with the birth of the data science school, yep. the biotech institute, and UVA's commitment to expanding enrollment. Plus, I don't think we really understand the impact of Almar County dropping $58 million of taxpayer dollars to acquire 462 acres in northern Almar to build that defense campus for right. the defense sector. I think we'll see a lot of businesses birth from that ecosystem. And I'm gonna add
1: reality to that. Um, I'm the chairman of the Piedmont Community Land Trust. We're looking for an executive director, it's a six figure job. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't uh, think
0: I don't think they can pay Heather enough that I, 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 Yeah, no. I
2: know,
3: yeah. you
2: know how much how much I'm, I'm traveling.
3: Yeah, she has no time for like that anyway.
2: Twelve time, twelve flights a year. I don't yeah. know how I would. I
3: look do. at all the stuff she volunteers for, and I get That's weary looking at it. I mean, <laughs> she's all over the place all the time. It's great; it keeps you busy.
1: But our applicant pool is like in very low, 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 really? low, 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 low. <laughs> and the number one reason is the cost of living here. While well, we throw
0: this, what do you think the average median household income according to HUD is for this area? This may shock you. Median household income HUD back statistic it's, for this It's area. higher than Miami's.
2: Really? What? I don't know Miami's Well, with that cocaine years market years down, over. Over,
0: it to
1: be more. <laughs> it's kind of gone off a little bit. Cocaine is <laughs> a little bit.
0: 123,300.
2: For me?
1: wow. So those for that, Central Virginia yeah. So I was on a Zoom call with people from all over the country because I'm doing a little bit of speaking. Isn't that bananas?
2: That's high, Yes.
1: Miami's in the in the in the 80s. Wow. Uh, and that's as Jerry outlined. It's 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 the high paying. Where
3: Excuse me? Where was Nova? Did they mention Northern Virginia? Uh, Yeah, I
1: I could, if somebody wants to do that, I can find out. If somebody wants uh, to check. I was just curious. I I was curious. I I
3: would imagine
0: Northern Virginia is higher than the 123.3. Yeah, I think it was
1: like 190 something. It's
0: just, it's extremely high for Central Virginia, but it just shows you the impact that the University of Virginia has here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious of your thoughts on. The because it's a great topic for a talk show on mm-hmm. uh, how upzoning where loosening um, zoning restrictions mm-hmm. and encouraging either granny flats or ADUs in the backyard or or, or density with apartments in, so, in certain districts, mm-hmm. how you could how that may or may not impact pricing and values once it's truly implemented.
2: Yeah, um <laughs> you know, just like, kind of like we talked earlier, anytime you put more supply, you know, into the, um, you know, into the market, I mean, it's obviously, you know, going to help with that demand, that demand that's needed. Um, and I think it's, com- I mean, I think it's, I think it's probably coming because we just are running out of resources for, in- for inventory. So, um, you know, it's, it's, It's so hard to to say. You would think that it would help regulate the prices the more that you're putting into the... um, It's such a low question because you would think that, okay, well, it's going to make the prices a little more reasonable, but then just like you said with the population that's incoming, it becomes, can we do that fast enough? And it's a balance because you also don't want to adversely impact And there's a reason we have zoning, but zoning can be, you know, uh, don't get me thing. started on
1: zoning. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know. I spent a lot of time reading, um, reading zoning codes, you know, so it's like, you don't want to tip it where it's, you're doing something adversely affecting us, you know, values, values yeah. in certain neighborhoods right. and what, That's but it. you also, you know, you need to put more inventory. You've got in a it.
0: lot of folks positioning land for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, at premium prices, Mm -hmm. and in the copy of the listing, they're saying, once zoning is approved, you can do this, so we're going to list this land
3: for considerably more than its value today. I've had two speculative investors buy property recently that we were doing the appraisal work for, and that's exactly what they're doing.
1: Uh, I'm also hearing for the first time people wanting to move out of the city because of that. I've got two clients I think they're going to be sprinting
0: to HOA neighborhoods in Almaro County. Uh, to maintain quality of life for fear of density and what that could do for congestion, parking,
3: vehicles in the road, in front of their houses. That's going to just drive pricing up even more mm-hmm. in those HOAs. 100%. And the way that the zoning that they're doing it, I think, is going to, they're trying to get the private market to be a solution, which I always applaud private market solutions, but. It's going to trickle in inventory, and I think all yeah. it's going to do is give steroids to pricing going up. I you, thousand percent agree with you.
1: So Arlington, uh, Washington, Alexandria, DC, VA, Maryland, HUD, Metro, medium fam- family income, one fifty two one hundred. It's not that far apart. Not, it's that, not that, far that far apart. apart. Yeah. So is, is, Charl-
0: is Charlottesville, Central Virginia, number two in the Commonwealth?
1: uh. uh as far as cost of living goes, it's always been the case. Yeah. Charlottesville area has always been number two to, um, to the other Virginia. Yeah. Somebody let's see what Richmond is since you were, uh, I'd say Richmond's below a hundred.
2: If I put the over on a hundred, I believe it is. It yeah. Looked.
0: Um, how is the it, Richmond market doing that you're seeing? Heather? It,
2: it is, um, <laughs> continuing. It you is throwing good. stuff. Woody? Sorry about that. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, con- it's continuing to, um, you know, move along. It, um, again Richmond market's so loaded because you've got different 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 sectors of um commercial and then of course the re- residential um you know we have we have a second house we have it on the, on the mark on the market we just put on the market just because we're looking to do some other stuff and you know over and we're in the western where we're in Chesterfield county still seeing multiple offers still seeing not in every case it's definitely slowed down I'm not saying that but um you know, stuff selling at 100% of price or above. Um, you know, when I, I mentioned I sold some uh, warehouse this year, and both of them had multiple offers. And I'm over here going, I do commercial. We don't deal with multiple yeah, 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 offers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm that's calling a broker comment. going, How do I? <laughs> this is different. This is a new world yeah, for sure. me. Um, yeah, so that's still, I, you know, what's interesting about Richmond, and you started to hint on it, is going out of the city. And I was going to say, what we're seeing a lot, what I'm seeing a lot more, be, Locally and in the appraisal business is a lot of interest in a little bit more rural areas. Um, one because people are, and this is on commercial and residential. People are able to work from home, so post COVID, they're like, "Why do I want to, you know, sit in my small house paying double what I could get, you know, twice as much house and some land for in, yep. you know, out in the county?" Um, and it's just some of the, especially in commercial when you get in rural areas the the prices have been so low for so long they're shooting up they are you have a lot of like um especially with like for example multifamily mom and pop have been managing it for years. Yep. They're just like, oh I like, you know, the tenants and I don't want to raise their I don't want to raise their rents. Well then an investor, but they're ready to retire now. An investor comes in, they're like, I'll buy Oh it. my gosh, I could raise these rents, you know, five hundred dollars a month and still be below market yeah. and we're seeing the price. rural is really getting a lot of interest. Well,
1: I I have I'm gonna push back a little bit on that here in a minute because i I'm, my wife and I and our daughter just uh, helped them buy a house in Richmond. And we're dabbling in opening up a, a branch in, in Richmond. <laughs> 109,400 to the city of Richmond.
0: That's, a hug. That's uh, the HUD? That's the
1: HUD. It's, a, to... it's oh. over 100 grand. Okay. Yeah. I bet you a couple of years ago that number was substantially lower <laughs> mm-hmm. lower than yeah. that. We, we're, they bought between Patterson and mm-hmm. Monument and. <laughs> yeah, I know
2: exactly
1: where Right, yes. and where everybody else wants, Woo, and okay. Willow yeah. Lawn and Carrytown. Yeah. We lost 13 deals we won the deal had 20 other offers on it uh for substantially above i mean substantially above above list and we were lucky enough yep. to make it well, happen and, and that's closed. why
2: we're starting to see some push into the suburban and rural areas because they can't get those in those six deals. in
1: six months it went up so much wow uh that uh, I, they could not buy in the neighborhood they are in right right, right. Uh, neil yeah. i'll
0: get to your question here neil williamson um I'll, I'll let you guys percolate this question here. Think about it. How will upzoning impact Charlottesville's demographics? I think upzoning is going to make the demographics more homogenous and more wealthy, but we're going to ask the panel that question. I want to highlight some of the viewers and listeners that are watching, like Teresa Morris, who's given the heart emoji to Heather right now, giving her a lot of props. <laughs> I know
2: Teresa.
0: Joe Meyer, who I believe is an appraiser. Um, is Baton Rouge, Louisiana. In and, and Louisiana? Yeah. He says, income is the driving factor of the housing market right now. It's just not keeping up with market value. So we have uh, Louisiana appraiser offering his perspective. Thank you for joining us on the show. How about Neil's question? How will upzoning... Woody, why don't we throw this to you first? How will upzoning impact Charlottesville's
3: demographics? Um, I don't, What's the right way to say this? We're going to be... Greenwich, Connecticut. We're going to be more Caucasian and more wealthy.
2: Yeah, I I don't. I don't
3: see it going any other direction. This is an affluent community, and you know, as long as we've got policy in place that makes it so expensive to build, because we have to talk about the cost of permitting and getting things through approval. It's it's tremendously expensive. So I mean until we can get a, a tap on that or land value starts to go back down um, mm-hmm. I, I just i don't see it going any other direction because you, you you've got to have folks that can afford to live here, and you know that's executive level pay and we're not doing a whole lot for our service industry whatsoever i mean uh, we're going to be like Breckenridge and, and, and Aspen, where you know, and, and Jackson Hole. Speaking of you know the Fed today, you know, we I, a bunch of appraisers and I. We usually go out to we'll fly into Jackson Hole or Denver and we go snowmobiling every year for a few days with a, with a guide. And uh, you know, we talk to the, the guides and the people that are they're helping all of us tourists do stuff. None of them live in Jackson Hole. Yeah. I mean, they're coming from an hour hour and a half away because it's the best economy for them to work in. But they can't, they can't afford to live there because, you know, that's the billionaire's playground. So. Yeah.
2: Kind of like my daughter wants to move to um,
3: Montana. Montana to yeah. uh,
2: was Bose, To Bozeman. Bozeman? Is she yeah. a
3: Yellowstone fan?
2: Got
0: to be. And then
2: she started looking at prices. <laughs>
0: yeah. it's those cowboy hats and the jeans that she likes over there. Is that what it is? It
2: must be. <laughs> it must
0: be.
1: So you're a rock star, Woody, and I, I think I know the answer to this. But you know, we're having this conversation about lack of inventory, so forth and so on. People are still buying and selling. I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking at the live what, what what's happening. Your business is increasing, decreasing. You know, are you seeing it slowing down from your world? Because if you slow down a little bit, then that's kind of a little bit of of an indicator of where we're going.
3: Well, obviously there's less purchase transactions going on because of inventory, um, so our mortgage side is going down, which is actually a boom to my bu- my business model because we're wanting to get it a little further away from mortgage lending because it's such a commoditized servicing part. You know, sure. most most lenders don't care about the appraiser; they just care about numbers, and that's all we are to most of them. Um, but um, you know Heather and I've been working on a lot of private work together where we 've had mixed you know litigation things that came up, uh, trust things that have come up, uh, and even private uh, so my private side business, which would include litigation and all that, is all up. Uh, I mean I was just in court speaking of Jesse Rutherford, me and Jesse were testifying in a case last week in Nelson county for for the afternoon. Um, you know, which is I, I love doing, but uh, we've 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 seen you an get your data. full
0: rate for that, right?
3: We do hourly rate for that, yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a worthwhile endeavor, and um, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, we are slower than we were last year by about thirty percent, yeah. But I actually yeah. welcome the change because we were overwhelmed. I mean, for four years there, myself <clears throat> and my son, we were working you know eighteen hour days, you know seven days a week. It it, it was very uh, tiring. Yeah. Our, our yes.
1: volume is about down 30%. We projected that, but the average sales price is up substantially, yeah, yeah, yeah. which, again, a person who works off a of commission that kind of balances itself out a little right. So a, you're a, uh,
0: working less and making the same amount of money? That's
1: no, I'm actually working more, right? Because. With it's, less volume? It's harder. No, it's harder, it's harder yeah. right?
0: Closing the deal?
1: Well, no, it's harder to close the deal. The the, the the world of an easy closing probably went away a long time ago, right? Um, but now well, we are spending more time with buyers and sellers and helping them navigate the process, right, particularly on the buyer side, right? It's just a lot of time. And we, we've been in it forever. We're, we're used to having clients that we help for years before they either buy that buy or sell, but that's kind of where we 're going back to you know the the 2020, 2021, I got a buyer or I got a seller and, and things are right. moving rapidly we're back to where skills matter, professionalism yeah. matters, who you know matters mm-hmm. on that end of it so i'm loving that part of it part of it, but you've got to work harder at it, but our income personal income is not it took a bit of a hit but not 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 a yeah. huge hit at the moment Well, i
2: 'm kind of like you are where i'm you know down about thirty percent, but it was welcome. I've got, I've want, yeah. Like well, I can actually get like six hours sleep now. <laughs> so it was just so. And my my husband, who came from the restaurant side and, and post COVID after corporate closed his restaurant, um, his, the he was managing came over and he's doing appraisals with me now too. And I I told him though he came over in twenty 2020, twenty 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 one. I'm like this is not normal. <laughs> just so you know, what we're doing yeah. right now is not normal. Yeah. So we're both like happy to. We can finally breathe again. It's just yeah. more, a little bit but, more normalized, but, steady.
1: But in the commercial world and the residential world, because let's face it, the, the residential world, we're at 3%. The commercial world was at 4 or 5 or 6%. Yeah,
2: depending on the property. It's but,
1: historically yeah. low, right? Yeah, historically. You know, historically old, numbers you've never seen, right. never seen before. That has That is going to have such a long-term impact, I think, on yeah. our business that I don't think everybody at this table really knows, but I just know it's not going to be good.
2: You know, that's that's one of the things I've said since talking and, you know, where it's in interviews like this or, which, or talks like this. The one thing that is certain is this is all uncertain. It's stuff we've never seen before, and we obviously as analysts, we are trying to predict the future. That's where we need that crystal ball. Um, but it's so hard to predict when there's so many different angles. And one thing I, said, I just actually saw him talking on the TV, sitting here. Do you follow, follow Dr. Yoon? I do. Okay, I'm actually great. Right? He's Anthony? actually
3: he's coming to a, doing he, an economic forum. He
2: is coming. He is coming. National
0: Association Realtors' chief economist. For those that know, don't know, Dr. Yoon.
2: So I, bet I, I always follow him anyway. But I'm also chair for NAR. I'm chair of the commercial economic forum next year in Dr. Yoon's you know, speaks speaks to us as part of that. Um, listening to him, and I'm telling you, he is when he speaks, people listen. Especially with any the realtors, listen. He, you know, he kind of takes a different perspective. He's predicting rates lowering. He, whether it's commercial and residential. So,
1: so I, so I, I'm I'm speaking at the Reese Media event here in DC with him. Oh, nice. I'm on the same panel on the sixth of September.
2: Okay, good. Last
1: year. He was saying, and you know, Lawrence is a great guy. Yep. Um, he was saying interest rates would not go over this amount. I, of money, I know. Four percent. So, year. so, and I'm, and, and he's a straight up. He's admitted he made him made a mistake. There were certain things that go in there. Everybody's going to listen to him closely. I mean, the lead
0: headline on CNBC right now, now that Jackson Hole and Powell's done, this is literally the headline on mm-hmm. CNBC. Fed Chair Powell calls inflation too high and warns that we are prepared for more rate hikes. Yeah. Yeah, th-
2: what, what's interesting, is Dr. Yun doesn't t- doesn't really give his opinion yeah. as far as I think the government's doing this yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. The yeah. first time, though, earlier this this year, we were in DC at um, in May. He actually said they are making a mistake by mm-hmm. continuing to rise, and we were all like, <coughs> "Wow, he gave, he's, starting, he to, he's said, starting
1: to be a little bit more aggressive." I we've no, aggressive I've noticed about that.
2: that. But you know, the thing is, whether he's right or wrong the realtors in the room listen, listen and right. react based on what he's saying, whether it's right or wrong. Oh, he has a so. big
3: microphone in, as far as economics go with, with, with property. Right. Um, but I mean, he's also working for the largest you know sales trade organization in the world. He has to be a little rose colored glass to do what he does for a living. And I respect him. I think he's one of the best economists he's out super there. Smart. But you know, he's also only he's limited to the data that's in front of him. Mm-hmm. And no one's certain about where this market is going. Well and
2: that's why I said that even listening to you know what he's predicted and the only certain thing is it's uncertain. We Absolutely. don't we, we're trying the best we can to make these predictions, but
1: do you this listen is just to different. Dr. Lisa Steravent at all? Yes. Yeah. yeah,
2: I was I was actually um, chaired the VAR yeah. economic mm-hmm. committee last year and Dr. Sturdivant before she went to, I think she's with right now.
1: Now. Yeah. now. She was
2: over there. She was kind of like my right-hand
1: yeah, person. I, 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 she's very direct. She, yes, yeah, she is. She's very direct and we'll tell you what's, what's on, on. Well, she on, studies on, the
3: dismal science. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah, you have to be.
1: So, so just a little positive news, right? Yeah. This Last week, so I keep a track, seven days going back in our footprint. This is residential now. And our footprint th- this Friday last week, there was 46 new homes that came on the market. So this is a six-jurisdiction area from where we're sitting, Charlottesville, Albemarle, Favanna, Nelson, Green, and Louisa County. We're up to 68 now.
2: So more, more inventory. So we, we
1: just picked up a substantial, you're, you guys are smart. You can figure out what the percentage is on that real quick. But we picked up from 46 to 68 now. The pendings are flat. Last week we had 55. We're now 52, so it's a little bit low. What has sold and closed last week was 75. We're now down to 60. So inventory starting to tick up just a little bit. That could be seasonal, though. I was just about to ask yeah, what you they, think that was these about. These
2: two weeks, last week and this week, which is when we list our, our other house, too, are known other than it's the time between you know Christmas and New Year's as the two slowest weeks for real estate of yeah. the year. Yeah, everybody's kids everybody's are going back to the school. Not, yeah, you know? and even if you don't have
3: even if you don't have children, I mean you know all the cheese boxes driving the kids around in the county. <laughs> I mean is, I try not to I'll schedule around see what those when, when, when say seven days out it, was just, it really. Yeah. Well, let's
0: take, a, I take a picture,
1: of it. Let's see what it looked like two months ago. Yeah.
0: What are you taking a picture of? That inventory?
1: Yeah. Well, I've already done it. I'm just going to go back to yeah. So back in July 30th. That number was 40, not 60,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, not 68. Let's see what, let's of see. Elmoral okay. County
0: year over year, Q2 last year versus Q2 this year, values jumped 11%, Heather. Wow. Um, do we anticipate?
2: And that's despite rate hikes. Yeah,
0: rate Undoubtedly. Yeah. Do we anticipate a double-digit appreciation year over year this time next year? What's your, what's your
3: crystal ball?
2: I'm, the, I'm commercial. So Today is more of a residential. What do you think about I that, that what over you, to, what I don't. Do would have
3: over? I think we're going to see city, a little way. taming of pricing, <laughs> I, just I because. Will be. want like to I was looking at two good. bedrooms in Albemarle County this morning um, for some for some market analysis I'm doing for an assignment, and there's you know actually pretty decent amount of inventory on. I mean, for what we're used mm-hmm. to for the last couple of years. I mean, there's five two bedrooms between three hundred thousand and five hundred thousand. Uh, low acreage, and also their median days on market for those five properties are uh, 25. So things are starting to lengthen out a little bit. Um, now, two bedrooms are a very niche product in, in, in the residential sector because you know when you get to two and one bed, one and two bedrooms, they really kind of suffer a little bit because there's not as much utility. You know, a family really can't move into a uh, if you've got a couple of kids, you need you know four or five bedrooms. So they sort of perform a little differently than the rest of the market. But I was surprised that 25 was the was the uh, median.
1: I want to pick your brain on DOMs here in, in a minute, but everybody would agree like mid May is the other surge mm-hmm. in the market. Yeah, so I'm looking so. at May 15th, five days back, it was 68. So to your point, right, we're we're kind of cycling back back up, and 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 I think we're now back to more seasonal mm-hmm. as far as residential goes commercial. I think that's always on a need basis. we're back to normal.
3: The fervor's gone.
2: And you know, something you just said about that that one bedroom that's been a trend since COVID is even if you were traditional one bedroom, now a lot of people wanting the home-based office, yeah. so they're also going into the two bedrooms, because they need that extra bedroom yeah. for an office, so it's even hurting that
1: one even more. Yeah, for sure. So, Woody and I are working on uh, doing a show, like, the first Monday after the end of the month to talk about stats, right, because, mm-hmm. you know, he's a genius at it and he's helping me <laughs> out, stats. but uh, but we're looking at DOM, we're looking at, Woody's able to help us out number of listings, uh, so, actually, you can't pull that from cars, and we're going to start providing that information for real estate agents that are watching and we're going to store it on the on the website that we have here but look um, DOMs I've been tracking DOMs for decades it used to be 90 days was like...
3: Right? 90 days used <laughs> yeah. to be the
1: day. Do we have a new norm? Is there a new number? Is it less than 90 days now where we got a balanced market? Are we now looking at 30, 45?
3: What's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, we have to look at the market as it exists right now. And, yeah, I mean, it's less than 30 right now. I mean, that's, that's our normal. Um, and if you're in the city or right around the city, it's probably less than 15 still. So, I mean, the market's still trucking along really strongly in that that manner. Um, But you know, like I was mentioning, that two bedroom, you know, that's out in the county, and the county is usually where you're going to start seeing things. Especially once you get out to Esma and the and the really uh, rural parts of the county. Um, No, there's no good internet. There's no great cell service out there. People, you know, those. That's really where I think we're going to start seeing the market. If it's going to shift, it'll be there first.
2: Well, you make a good point with that. That is the one, the one drawback to what I said earlier about the, the rural is the, la- the lack of really good yeah. internet. That's like top of people's
3: Oh, yeah. If you work demand. from home at all, you've got to have it. If you want to watch television anymore yeah. because everybody's streaming now.
0: Yep. Andre Xavier has this question. He's a small business owner many times over. He goes, does the panel think... That if the second interest rate drops, there will be a wave of buyers and sellers coming into our market, and we go back to a crazy competitive market. It'd have to drop a lot.
2: That was my first thought too. It would have to drop. Assuming
1: top. we're pushing nine, right? It will have. I mean, to-
0: after this, we're going to be flirting undoubtedly with eight, and then if he bumps twenty-five bips in the fourth quarter, you're going to be over over eight probably flirting with nine, obviously dependent on credit score and how sure. qualified the candidate is for a
3: mortgage. I think I think the magic number would have to go back to is sub-five. No doubt. And the reason I say that is because... Perception. People like myself and you, we've got a lot of equity in our property. Mm-hmm. So the equity position I've got in my property can sort of offset what that rate is, even if it's a couple points higher than what I'm currently paying. Mm-hmm. So I'm not voluntarily wanting to move right now because, I, I mean, honestly, my monthly payment, even with the equity, if I could cash it on my house and put it down, is still too high. I mean, the time value of money for the current rates is just not good for someone in my position. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it would have to, now, would I be willing to do it at four and a half? Yeah, probably. Because if my wife really wanted to move somewhere, I'm going to make her happy and we're going to move. But, uh, but And yeah. you're going to do it with yeah. a bag
0: with hundreds of thousands of dollars in it. Yeah. yeah. To help offset the fact that you 2x your rate. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I was reading an article this morning, I believe it was Inman, um, that they said uh, of the federally backed loans, almost 90% have a sub-5 mortgage rate.
0: Wow. Well, no, the, the stat is 80% of American homeowners have a rate sub-4%.
1: And, and I, think, I think they – those aren't
0: even federally backed loans.
1: Correct. They were just looking at fe- – this was just looking at federally backed loans, but you're 100% right. I think the closer we get to nine, it's got to drop way down, I yeah. think people that'll buy at eight or nine, and you get to five or six. Which, oh by the way, for set since nineteen seventy two, the average is seven point one percent. That's the average for a thirty year mortgage uh, over since nineteen seventy two. But it, generally, the rule of thumb is it's got to drop about two points, yeah. right? In order to refinance, that the same in the commercial world?
2: Yes and no. I mean, it's so dependent on a lot of other factors such as the income, the rents, and, sure. You know. Some refi, some refi for just really other other reasons. They need, you know, they want to stand. They want to take cash out. They need a tenant that needs built That hey, we can get this no large tenant in, but we need to re, we need to finance stuff to because we've got to do build out for them. So there, there's a lot of other factors, you know.
3: Well, I mean, if we drop two points now, we'd be around six percent. I still think and the analogy in my mind is that the, the buyers like consumers like myself. We're a hibernating bear in the back of a cave. you got to go in there and poke the bear and wake him up. And 6% is not going to wake me up uh, to, want to, to leave a sub-3% rate. 6% unless, you can get me to do anything.
1: Unless you have to.
3: Unless and, you mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, and, life and, happens. And let's face
1: it, most buyers, if you look at NARS stats, oh. most buyers in the high percentages, close to 80%, move because they have to. Yeah. Right. No, Retirement, they to
2: you're family. All, you're always going to have that where they're moving because they need larger houses. divorces, smaller jobs.
0: House. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. There,
2: There's always going to be, even with those low interest rates, people that are selling just because they have to or they want to or I've know, mentioned whatever. this
1: to Jerry a couple times on the show. We have two or three seller clients that are frightened because they're at this 2 to 3% and they have to move.
3: Yeah.
1: Right? Even though they're going to end up with a chunk of money. Right. Right? But they have to move. They're paying more. And they're now going to be at 8 or 9% because they haven't made that decision yet. And will yet, they be at move. a
3: lateral move, though? Will they have to? I, I think no, no, they're,
1: they're going down. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to go down in size. That's, that's, they're going to go down. Ourself. That's
3: anti American yeah. consumer thought. I mean, we never, as consumers in America, go, oh, I want to get smaller, unless we're downsizing for age reasons or something like that. But it's always bigger, better. And that's counterintuitive to most consumers.
2: We're thinking we're just going to get smaller so the kids can't move back in after college. Oh, give me a high five. We're going to go to a one-bedroom house, and none of y'all can move back in.
1: Next to a brewery.
2: (laughs) Exactly.
1: That's
2: great. I love the show, guys.
0: We've uh, gone uh, to 1130 here. We would love some closing thoughts from everybody. Heather, it's been a a joy having you on set. You're a pros pro. Um, How about some closing thoughts for the viewers and listeners?
2: Uh, closing thoughts. God, um, I you know this is like I said the biggest certain is it's uncertain, but it's commercial still going to plug along. People still need places to work, to rent, to you know, um, you know. Historically, there's the, there's a the phrase that commercial is a good insulation against inflation. Um, you know, you can pay if, if commercial go, goes up in prices if you're as long as your rents are going up and you're still. You know, your ROI, depending on where your ROI is, it's still a great investment.
3: I like it. Woody Fincher? I think uh, going back to what Keith was talking about earlier, my closing thought would be, you know, I think it's super important for consumers to seek out very qualified veteran professionals that, that, that are working in the real estate space. It's, um, this is a market that is very competitive. And you got to have a good negotiator. And you know, on the appraisal side, um, hopefully the lenders are looking for appraisers who actually know how to do market analysis. You know, I mean, because that that is super super important right now. Um, So I mean, it really. I think the limited servicing agencies are going to see some problems because I mean, really, it's not it's not beneficial uh, to the market overall. So I think consumers are going to really see because we talk about the the value uh, proposition of being a realtor because uh, I'm on the board at Car, and, of course, I'm not speaking for the board whatsoever, but, um, you know, we're trying to help agents figure out how to define what that value is, and I think that's really where we're going to start seeing more value in full-service agency. I had an interesting
1: uh, conversation yesterday with some folks at the event that we were at, and I was good to hear that Car is trying to move into that direction. Yeah. I think that's the right thing. Look, um, 68 homes came on the market this week. 53 are in pending, so homes are coming on. Homes are going under contract, even at this elevated thirty uh, year mortgage rate to, to, to Woody's point, hire a trusted advisor. We've got a bunch of them at this table, pull down partner tab, a real talk with Keith Smith, that's where the partner, where the trusted advisors are. But folks are buying and selling. I'm glad you said the thing about negotiation, because one of the people ask us all the time, what is one of the best values that realtors I think I even said that right. I think you did. the <laughs> job. They bust my chops because I can't say real or <laughs> right. I swallow the R because I'm from New York. Um, is our negotiating skills. And that starts with negotiating with the buyer and the seller to help them navigate through the, through the process. Maybe navigation is a better choice of words. But um, thank you for coming, Heather. You're thank a rock you're star. Me. I've been wanting to have this commercial conversation oh, well, I and appreciate geek out it. a little bit. So thank yeah. you. And, and if I can help in any way, reach out.
2: I appreciate Woody, it. Woody, thank,
1: thank you, you as always, man. Yeah, you guys thank were you.
0: fantastic. Heather, you. Keith, Woody, Judah, thank you to you as well. The show is presented today by Yes Realty Partners. Um, find the show archive at RealTalkWithKeithSmith.com. The show airs uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at ten fifteen. Right here, the I Love Seville show is up in one hour at twelve thirty, guys. Thank you kindly for joining us. We'll touch base with you in approximately fifty nine minutes and change. Take care. Good work.
2: Thanks, guys. Thank you.